Okay, welcome everybody. I'm here with Pierre Telemann, um, founder of No Code Club and Hello Tyro. Uh, no Code Club was actually founded yesterday. Um, so welcome, Pierre. Uh, thanks for the invite, Rene. Really thrilled to be here for your first episode. Yeah, it's great to have you for the first uh, episode. So your launch was yesterday. Uh, please tell us how it went and tell us something about No Code Club. Yeah, so NoCode Club aims to be the stack overflow for NoCode makers. Uh, so today we're a community of uh, yeah uh, NoCoders, uh, you know, who are um, encountering challenges when we're building with uh, special uh, different tools. And uh, NoCode Club aims to be the place where I can come on, uh, post my challenge, and get some solutions from the other members. Uh, so that's the big uh, vision and uh, what NoCode Club is. And yeah, the launch on Product Hunt went really well yesterday. Um, we got, I think, number four product of the day. Uh, I think now we are like at uh, 430 upvotes. Uh, yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah. You were on the lead for most of the day, right? I was, and then uh, I got tired a bit as uh, midnight passed uh, here uh, and still, you know, nine hours to go in, uh, in California. So uh, I slowed down a bit and uh, some uh, really cool products took, uh, took the lead and, uh, and passed me. But that was, uh, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, and I, I, a lot of new customers, new signups, more than you expected? Much more than I expected. Uh, I think the, during the day of uh, being live, we were at uh, plus 500 members. Uh, so that's wow. uh, uh, times 10 what we had before because uh, we launched about a month ago with very, uh, you know, five users at the first week. And then we got to uh, 250 uh, before the launch on Product Hunt. And yeah, a uh, lot more than I expected, uh, than we expected. Uh, so it's cool, and but uh, puts the pressure on to uh, to uh, create something uh, something good for for that many users now. Yes, I can imagine, and but it's also very important, I guess, for the kind of product product this is that a lot of people in the beginning might make for a lot of great content. Uh, so do you already see some new questions coming in, new challenges? Uh, we've seen a couple, uh, not many, but we've seen already, uh, you know, members uh, offering so new solutions and, uh, and you know, uh, people getting, uh, you know, some uh, our early uh, adopters already also uh, interacting. So that's been really cool. Um, that's, yeah, uh, 500 is the big, uh, you know, the big number that we, uh, we've we seen. But uh, probably, you know, uh, I'm going to say um 10% of them are might be, you know, just say, okay, this is actually not for me and so on. That's So that's what we're going to be super careful about the next uh, the next week is to really, you know, kind of try to talk to everyone, uh, see if uh, they have value in being a member because that's that's also one thing is we want active members. And uh, if, uh, if some are just, you know, uh, have an account and not really do anything, uh, the big number of members is cool, but that's not uh, not the point and how the platform is going to create value for the members. Exactly. Yes. And um, can you tell me a little bit more about how you how the idea came to be, uh, who your founding mm. member is and, and uh, the history of NoCode Club? Yeah. So um, the first very, I, I mean, how it got into my mind is I have this, you know, person, I mean, I had this problem where uh, when I have, I'm looking for a solution on, uh, you know, building a specific workflow in with bubble or creating a zap connecting Airtable and that specific tool. I never really knew where to go as there's so many places today. You get Maker Patch, which is awesome, but it's I think it's a bit uh, you know uh, pricey for no code makers you know that are just beginning. 
um, and you get a bunch of Slack workspaces where uh, no-code founders is great. But uh, I think Slack wasn't meant to be a, a you know a community platform where you get thousands and thousands of members. Uh, so I said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to uh, as well, you know, develop my skills with Bubble. So it, it would be a perfect, uh, um, you know, challenge to really build something on Bubble and, uh, you know, kind of scratch uh, my own itch. And as I talked to uh, other, um, to, you know, some of uh, my first few members, uh, they said, you know, uh, we, we see there's, you know, we have that same kind of problem. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully now uh, No Code Club can be a, uh, part of the solution because you know there's plenty of ways to find your uh the hack to make a, a no code uh, uh you know workflow or app work uh, and find that solution but uh, uh you know maybe add something more and you know with the gamification part of it uh, can you know be a bit more uh more fun for makers to collaborate exactly and um so the launch was obviously yesterday but when did you first came to the ID and when did you start oh, developing it? I think about three or four months ago, it was really, you know, an idea and talked to uh, Laurent, my co-founder at Hello Tyro, uh, you know, about it. And, you know, we said, okay, there's, there might be something and, uh, you know, and with some uh, ideas of what it could be down the line uh, in the future. But uh, I started building it, the, the product four months ago, kind of went slow. And at some point I was like, okay, this, uh, I'm really enjoying working with Bubble. First, that was, you know, that's a big aspect of, uh, of building a, a big platform like that is I got to enjoy, you know, working with the tool. And, uh, you know, I joined the 100 days of no code community uh, where they had a, a launch, day, a first demo day uh, planned uh, about a month later. And I said, okay, this is a perfect opportunity to launch something uh, in public. And uh, and yeah, after that, it was just, okay, uh, we launched on 100 days. Uh, let's launch on Product Hunt, uh, which was my first launch. So uh, lots lots of things happening. And it was uh, really a, a cool uh, learning experience first. That's, you know, that's where I, I, fo I focus uh, when I'm saying, okay, what do I need to spend time on? Well, uh, right now it's about learning how to use those no tools. Uh, learn how to launch and uh, learn how to you know make uh, create a community uh, which is the goal here yeah so you said your first product didn't launch and you learned a lot is there what are the main takeaways you want to give other makers who are going to do their first product and launch soon um actually uh you know i'm starting to write something a bit more than just okay the the launch went this way and you know to really uh, share my experience to you know potentially you know share That's those nice. notes with uh, with others but uh, you know the first few i have in mind is uh, you know to uh, share on twitter that you're going to be launching and uh, contact people that you know have been uh, you know uh, have launched product on uh, on uh, on ph and you know i talked to uh, to kp uh, to wit wit from random pizza to uh, sharath who's being also you know hunting and, and and launching a lot of products and they all had you know super open shared a lot of uh, you know what they learned uh, so that's one thing you know reach out to people and potentially find a, a hunter willing to uh, uh, to take your product on on ph and after that it's uh, you know uh, launching at 1201 uh, Pacific time. It's about, you know, uh, being super active in the first few hours to reach a certain num number of upvotes uh, by, you know, 7 or 8 p uh, eight a.m. So you're directly on the home page of Product Hunt, so you get more wow. traffic. Um, you know, um, what, what else? Uh, so basically it does take a lot of preparation and you ju ju yeah. shouldn't just fly at it on your own uh, and, and think, let's hope to get on top. It's exactly. a one time you get the chance. 
and prepare like all the different, you know, uh, tweets that you're going to send out, the messages that you're going to post in, you know, uh, the different communities. Like if you post on uh, on Slack's workspaces or on uh, on Indiacre, you know, having all those messages ready to go uh, by, you know, uh, 12.01 or a bit later and, you know, and customize a bit each of those messages. I think that's really important, you know, to, okay, uh, you've done most, that's the work you can do uh, prior to launching. You post everything that needs to be posted and shared to really, you know, drive visibility. And after that, you know, it's all about being active on Twitter or on the on your product hunt page, you know, to reply to comments and, and engage a conversation. That's my uh, my biggest uh, my biggest takeaways and tips I have so far. Well, that's a meaningful advice, I think. And uh, you mentioned you were going to do a write-up about this. Uh, can we find this on your website when it's done? You think? Uh, I'll probably I'll probably put up uh, first. It's uh, you know I could share a Notion page with uh, with the notes. Uh, you know, because uh, KP, I have a bunch of notes from KP. I have a bunch of my uh, learnings, my mistakes uh, that I'll be able to share on Notion. And yeah, probably maybe I could. Uh, uh, share it on my personal portfolio so people could, you know, uh, find out, you know, my uh, product hunt launch tips pretty much. And for people who are interested, uh, they can find No Code Club on nocodeclub.co and your personal website, just for reference, is? P- uh, com. so my full name, uh, .com. Exactly. I will also uh, note all the links we discuss in the description of what whichever platform you listen to the, uh, this episode to. Yeah, uh, awesome. Coming back to what you were just saying about uh, the community nature of No Code Club, I think, but correcting me if I'm wrong, that most of the No Code tools, so the the app builders, have their own community. I'm, so that's their own software behind their own login wall, um, where makers can ask questions and answer them and help each other out. Um, do you think that there is a some opportunities the opportunities they are leaving behind? because of things like Stack Overflow being the norm for software development. I mean, mm-hmm. there's platforms where people can ask their questions um, without the vendor lock-in, uh, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, uh, and you know, that's one, one thing I didn't uh, talk about, you know, when talking about, uh, you know, my problem is I went on, you know, those uh, tools forum as well. I had some really good experience, some, you know, some bad ones where you don't get an, un- an answer. Because I feel like you know when you post a, a question on those forums, it kind of gets drowned drowned out in the noise, kind of like Slack, uh, where you know if someone doesn't catch your message and ten messages are thrown after, uh, chances are nobody's gonna see uh, what's your what's your problem. So I've had you know bunch of different uh, experience, some good, some bad ones with bunch of you know all those tools, those Slack workspaces, community uh, tool forums, and, and so on. Uh, and but you know the also the vision and you know the thing I see in the the no code space uh, or as a whole the, you know the maker uh, environment is that collab- I think collaboration between makers is gonna you know grow and um, where uh, you know the community is so strong because we uh, we are able to interact with each other you know uh, all those the 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 guys that help me with my product hunt lunch you know have big followings probably get a, a bunch of DMs. But, you know, they almost always reply to DMs, you know, uh, really quickly and are there to support. So it's also not even just, you know, about really finding your solution, but the opportunity to connect with other makers that, you know, use those tools. And maybe you meet someone and, you you know, you, you take it further and you say, OK, I have this product idea and uh, we could collaborate on it because, you know, it's a lot of side projects and not having so much time, you know, the infinite time on our hands. I think that's also the philosophy behind No Good Club is, you know, to uh, 
create another strong bond between our members and just being more than just a, a place where I get a solution to my problem. Exactly. It should also be the community. All of the platforms uh, are trying to build themselves. I guess one of the, the important problems or, uh, yeah, I guess problems I see with the uh, fragmentation of all the communities within their own tools and, and ecosystem is that um, you have the all-in-one app builder platforms, but there's also a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you can uh, bundle a couple of no-code solutions together to make your mm -hmm. own little application. Uh, I guess the flow of information gets limited by having only one place to discuss for, for this one specific community. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm saying this because I think there is a lot of room um, for different places uh, or, or for these kinds of questions and answers. And it's great to see how the, the platforms are going to react to things like this. I mean, they must have a reason to want to keep the community uh, close to themselves. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know what the reason is, but there must be a reason they all do it. And and you took a great example as, uh, you know, uh, some, now most of the times you combine a bunch of tools together to create something. And, you know, the, the, the experience I had with uh, uh, tools forums is that, uh, okay, I'm using Zapier, Airtable, and uh, Gmail uh, to create an automation. Uh, most likely I'm going to ask a question on Zapier and they're going to tell me, okay, you might have to check with Airtable. And you know it's you know those uh, yep. workflows or those automations. Uh, there's chances are one of our member has created an automation like that and have a simple solution that you know covers the entire spectrum of the of the tool stack pretty much. Instead of you know posting three different messages in the three different tools because we're not sure where the problem is and and so on. Because so yeah, you that that's a great example of uh, you know using different tools and probably. There's there's never going to be one place for all the knowledge, and we can kind of all you know uh, help each other out in some kind of you know my resource is this, yours is that, and then you know it's all uh, collaboration, and you know it's the opportunity of no code tools to create platform that don't need you know thousands of users because it's it's cheap to create. You can you know create some niche products, and that's I think what no code tool you know. Uh, uh, or the power of no code tool is uh, is uh, is so great. That's very interesting. Um, finishing up about uh, no code club. What's the next for no code club? What can we expect in the next few months? Apart from, of course, all of the feedback you're uh, working on right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, for now, it's I mean, it's super hard to say because I mean, we have some you know assumptions about uh, collaboration, typically, which I, I talked about a bit, uh, freelance, and so on. Um, uh, we freelancing for, with, for no code, I think is going to explode as well. So, you know, there's a bunch of ideas we have that, you know, could, could be it, but we're, you know, we're super interested to, uh, you know, see how members uh, use the platform the next uh, week or so and really talk to them to really see, okay, uh, what do you see is missing? What do you see is, uh, is too much? Or you know ideas because um, yeah we're we're so focused on building and having that first version of the platform. I think uh, you know we need to uh, kind of not enjoy but really you know listen to our members and our users to really uh, pinpoint okay these are the you know tech technical features we need to add and this is also the big uh, you know feeling we have about what could be the platform be uh, big picture. Yep, interesting. 
Um, you and your co-founder have known each other for a longer time. Uh, you were also, also uh, both co-founders of Hello Tyro. Mm -hmm. um, can you uh, tell me a little bit more about your background and the two of you and um, well, what did you do before No Go Club? Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm French. Uh, I'm now live in Belgium. Um, so I went to the US for my bachelor degree. Uh, got uh, and got a you know uh, a B BS in economics uh, in 2016. Then I moved back to Europe and started an MBA in in uh, Belgium in Brussels. Uh, so I moved here and about uh, a year in uh, my MBA, I still only had a few, you know couple classes a week, and so I started looking for an internship and um, and found one in a startup studio uh, where this is where I mean this is where I met Laurent, uh, Laurent for the first time. Who was, uh, you know, uh, working on a new project for the, you know, the startup studio, and you know, we actually, you know, I just uh, got, uh, you know, paired with Laurent, helping him with with different stuff, and the first initial idea, you know, didn't pan out, and so we we kind of moved on to, uh, uh, a, I mean, uh, into the recruitment industry, and you know, uh, now Hello Tyro is a platform uh, connecting. Uh, students and startups in Belgium that, uh, you know, looking for, for interns. Um, and so, you know, we, we tested a bunch of different uh, value proposition and so on. And uh, about a year ago, we said, okay, um, there's a potential for a platform, you know, a, 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 a software as a service kind of subscription model. And, you know, there's a way to monetize a, a platform for recruitment, uh, you know, dedicated to internships. Um, and so, I've been playing around with the no-code tools, you know, from the beginning of my uh, my internship there, as we used uh, Google Sheets, Zapier, and Typeform pretty much for you know the first stack of uh, of tools. Yeah. Um, at the time, I I never used you know Zapier or Typeform, uh, never really heard about you know uh, or really knew what a startup was really you know, and I was coming from a really uh, generalistic business background and you know tech or the, you know, tech and, and startup were not, you know, words I, I was accustomed to. Um, and so, yeah, the first tools I used uh, were, you know, those three. Uh, I didn't know they were called no-code tools at the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, and later on, a year later, we discovered Airtable and, uh, and Landbot and, and a bunch of others. And, um, and finally, Webflow. And uh, when we discovered Webflow, we were like, okay, we can actually create a platform um, without having the need for a developer because we didn't have one on the team. And we said, okay, let's test it out. You know, a first uh, beta version of the platform uh, worked really well. And, uh, and today, you know, we, we have uh, uh, about uh, 20 startups uh, who are paying a, a monthly subscription. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's still, you know, still going on. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, we hope, uh, you know, yeah, we, we really enjoyed building that first, uh, you know, no code project. Uh, even though it's a more, you know, classical startup, we raised funds about two years ago and, uh, you know, we're in the startup studio as well. So uh, the more, I guess, classical startup way now. Yeah, it's interesting to see how your first uh, no-code project was a non-no-code related project. And the second one actually was a, a no-code project about no-code. Yeah. I guess you really love using no-code in the first project then. Oh yeah, I mean uh, now I mean I, uh, I I mean I use it every day. I'm uh, I'm running the I'm in the 100 days of no code challenge, so I need to uh, you know be learning at least 30 minutes a day uh, of no code. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm uh, you know 
it's it's been such a eye opener to okay uh, i have a, i had a very business background and i can you know actually i'm having really uh, you know a ton of fun just creating uh, projects uh, you know applications like no code club and i'm i'm looking forward to you know do more uh, and create more uh, as well uh, so we'll see uh, but yeah i love the 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 power that uh, no code has given to you know the the simple non developer uh, like myself and you're doing the 100 days of no code i uh, as i'm hearing you i guess you'd recommend it to people starting out with no code oh yeah uh, uh, max uh, launched uh, 100 days of no code i think at the beginning of the year around the you know the uh, quarantine and uh, it's 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 been a uh, he's been a, a, you know very he has a very inspiring story where you know he started you know he just started out with no code said okay i'm going to challenge myself and share my progress every day and now we, I mean, I'm not even sure how many people has, you know, uh, have uh, entered the challenge, but it's so cool to see on Twitter every day, you know, people say, okay, I'm on day uh, 52 and this is what I've done. This is what I've learned. And, um, and yeah, it's uh, motivating and yeah, the community is, is absolutely awesome. So, yeah, I think it's a visionary idea. We we're talking massively about the no code movement and I just got it a hype uh, without uh, being negative in any way, of course, but Things like 100 Days of No Code really show in practice that it's a movement. And, yeah. and I think that's really fun about it. Of course, you did a really good job in getting people on board and getting people to join. But also, it's a very um, uh, concrete proof of the, the, the amounts of people getting into No Code at this moment. Yeah. Apart from, of course, the hashtag usage. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other advice you would give to uh, people starting out with No Code? Oh. Things that you you didn't know in the beginning, and and you th- now think if I'd known that before, I'd be much quicker. I, I mean, I think uh, it's just about the very start of using the using some to- some no code tools. Uh, you know, uh, grab a, a, you know Airtable free account, a Notion free account, and it's it's by playing around that okay. I'm you. I mean, in my how I feel, uh, I got it hooked into is that. You know, I didn't have any, you know, big ideas for projects or stuff like that. It's all about, you know, oh, I kind of started using Airtable and here's what's possible to do with Airtable. And you kind of grow into it. And as you, you know, learn and, you know, get more skilled in each of those tools, you can really unlock, I think, your uh, your your creativity, even though might, you might have a, a project idea right now. And, you know, it's only by uh, digging into the tools and, and so on. That you're going to be able to make that project come to life because yeah an idea is you know uh, as we uh, you know most say is worth nothing you know you know it's only uh, execution well the here the execution for your project is to build the first version is it like a simple landing page where you ask for emails and uh, have a, you know an Airtable database behind or is it more complex and uh, and you go with bubble and you create a full-fledged you know uh, SaaS uh, you know platform or so on yeah it's what's so cool. You can do very, you know, very small projects that you can sell. And, you know, there's so many examples of people, you know, selling their knowledge with, you know, by, with the help of NoCo tools by being able to digitalize more, more of their knowledge and not just sell by consulting or so on. Uh, one really cool example is Mark Bali, who's a, a great designer and uh, yeah, product designer. And he just uh, launched recently Tiny Design Lessons, where he is working on a you know a, a big uh, ebook about you know um, uh, with uh, design tips 
uh, you know, 50 design tips, I think, where, you know, each design tip is a page, okay, this is the, the concept, here's what you need to know, what you need to do. Uh, and well, with NoCo tools, he's able to uh, automate much of the ebook creation and also sell the ebook on Gumroad. So uh, you don't need to have some big grand idea of uh, you need the most complex software uh, to really enjoy no code. It can be super simple just to sell something, you know, and create a, a, your own little marketplace for your used clothes, whatever it can be. You know, it's uh, that's what's really cool. So get started, make the hours gather experience. I guess that would be the, the summary. Yeah, B build something. If you have a small idea, build something, find, you know, look for solution and get into the mindset of, you know, hacking your way around the tools. And, and uh, that's, I think it's more even mindset than skills, but, uh, but when you have that mindset, you're gonna, you know, grow your skills naturally and uh, go further with no code. I guess it would be almost the same uh, advice that I would give to software programmers or aspiring software programmers. Make sure you uh, start somewhere. Don't uh, begin by thinking about the end product. Just make sure you get the hours, get acquainted mm -hmm. with the different terminology and, 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 and get a feel of the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one more uh, general, more general question. I have a lot of opinions about the terminology and the, the name no code and the name low code and the way um, applications and tools are being described as such. I think uh, there is going to be a bigger uh, or, or, or how do you say a more clear separation between enterprise application builders, uh, the more verticalized services for machine learning analytics and the like the no-code tools that do only one specific thing very well and very flexible, mm -hmm. and the the all-in-one no-code application builders, whether it be for mobile or web, um, which could also be separated in front-end and back-end builders. So the back-end as a service providers and the template builders and drag-and-drop builders. So do you have any general ideas about this? Why do you choose, for example, the name no-code club and um, did you think about uh, getting no low code also in the name or maybe even doing something more abstract? Uh, I mean, it's such a big debate, which I'm not really, you know, it's it's super hard. First of all, the, you know, the term no code, uh, some say it's not, you know, the right you know term because there's code behind the platform you're building with and so on. But, you know, we're I, I don't think we're ever going to find the perfect name for for what it is, because we don't even, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even sure I could say, okay, uh, these are no, these are no code tools and those are not, no, not no code tools. Cause you know, it's depending on each uh, or everyone's, you know, perspective and perception of it, where, um, you know, this, this one is a no code tool or, you know, maybe someone just might just say, no, it's not cause you need to do this and that. Um, so that's my general idea of, you know, uh, we, I mean, it's it's such a new term, you know. Of course, we we don't have a, a, the the right term, and there was even that big debate: does it need to be a dash or not? Yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. Uh, where you know, there's always going to people, you know, I, I think criticizing uh, you know stuff. But I mean, who who really you know cares? I think, and you know, it's uh, it's um, I, I mean, it's you know, I see it. The, my definition is you know, no code allows anyone. Uh, to build something online uh, and you know monetize that uh, that project that product whatsoever. Uh, that's my big you know very general definition. As you know, it's just I think uh, 
uh, an ability given to non-developers to to you know create website to create uh, automation to create uh, you know mobile apps uh, so that's my thinking and you know we called it no code club because yeah i mean i think the movement is riding on on i mean the no it's called the no code movement uh, i think I, I'm not gonna try to, you know, out, you know, outsmart, uh, you know, uh, the, the name and say, okay, this is not no code or this is the, my pers personal uh, opinion about the, what the, the movement should be called. Uh, you know, no code brings a lot of people together. Uh, some might say uh, this is part of no code, this is not. But uh, you know, it's. I think it's even more. You know, I see more and more about uh, the the maker, uh, the maker environment and ecosystem where. You get makers who code uh, their products and some that don't. So in the end, uh, the the client you're selling your application to uh, probably doesn't even care if you're uh, if you built it with no code or with code. If it works, if it solves this problem, that's all that matters. So um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a bit wide on you know on all this uh, view about the the movement, but you know, I think it's all about that the mindset and uh, the the community has been awesome. So. Why not uh, not call it No Code Club? Exactly, No Code is a great name for the movement and 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 for uh, well the the collection of tools we're seeing. And I'm really looking forward to uh, when the market sees a demand for better names and better terms, because that'll also mean there's a bigger variety of tools. Yeah, because I mean I like visual development as well as you know it's a good name. But I get I mean No Code is short, it's catchy. You know I mean. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's probably not the best, uh, most accurate definition, but, uh, you know, that works. And I think we rally a, around that word, around that, you know, on, on this movement. So, you know, let's uh, let's let it go. And when we have a better solution, well, we'll, you know, maybe we'll change the name, but I don't think so. I, of course, made the same consideration uh, when naming the podcast No Code Radio. So, yeah, it was a... a pretty special set of days for both you and me yesterday was your first day with no code club this is my first recording uh first recording of a real podcast episode um what do you say let's meet again in one or two months and discuss how things have gone from day one uh, yeah hopefully uh you you yeah we'll talk again with some uh, some good uh, some I, I guess some good news or some new uh, evolutions to no code club but yeah it's been uh, i've had uh, you know tons of fun building it uh you know, I can only uh, recommend people to, you know, create and share stuff, uh, you know, on Twitter. I think it's, uh, or I mean, everywhere, but, you know, on Twitter is kind of my uh, my big social media. So, you know, uh, create sharing and, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, learn with the other makers who are, you know, pushing the limits of no code. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for being in my first podcast episode, man. I really ap appreciate it. Uh, uh, thanks again for the invite. It's been, uh, yeah, it's, it was really fun and, uh, and you know, uh, excited to uh, listen to the next episode with some uh, other uh, awesome, uh, really talented makers. Yeah, there's some pretty nice guests coming up, by the way. I hope that as soon as this episode airs, uh, as soon as possible, I'll also be able to give some more information about that. But, uh, well, of course, I'll have to ask everybody to stay tuned. Visit the website as much as you can. And also visit nocodeclub.co and uh, pierretelemann.com, right? Yep, exactly. Just so I don't make a mistake. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, that's it.